Y'all, welcome back. I am so excited right now because we're actually recording. It has taken us a while. We've had a a flurry of technical issues. And sadly, uh, John Rowe, who is quickly becoming a staple on the show, is not able to join us. Technical issues. I don't understand any of it. But tonight... I'm genuinely excited. Ashley and Eric are here, and we're going to talk about the the vague, nebulous concept of being an adult. What 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 is an adult? You know what I mean? Like how, how I don't even know if I consider myself an adult. In fact, let's start here. I didn't plan on. Do you guys consider yourself? E, would you call yourself right now? Are you an adult? I would say yes. I'm an adult, but I still have things that I'm not very mature about, or even things I want to be childish about. Ooh, I, deal or agreed, whatever. Ash, how about you? Do you would you consider yourself an adult these days? Yes, and I would say that that's happened within just the last year or two. Like where I really, really? just just life circumstances in different ways where I felt like, yeah, you really can't get by pretending to not be an adult at this point. <laughs> I, I relate. I relate to that timeline as well, Ash. Dude. Okay, cool. So I think, the, I like, think COVID probably played in, into that. Like, it was just a big slowing down of life and taking inventory of my activities without um, social life de- demanding my time as much. And, you know, what I, what I concentrate on. Uh, yeah, I think that's what helped kind of set it in. That's interesting because we are the first wave of adults, or at least since, you know, the twenties or something when the last like big flu hat, we're the first wave of adults to have had a one year collective pause. Like we really had to take stock. Like, would you guys say that you're going to come out of this? I know it's kind of almost sort of like, are you going to come out of this a better person? Like, you know what I mean? Have you actually like evolved or or grown as people during this? I would say yes, actually. I think I'm more like self-assured and confident and actually like comfortable with the things that I do want to do or don't want to do, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. That's great. No, that's fantastic. Ash, you too? I, like my sister knows, we talk about this a lot. I feel like I have become, I feel more like myself than I have in probably 10 years. Wow. Yeah. What? It, why? If you just, I know that's a broad question, but like what happened? I mean, it has a lot to do with, um, I, 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 you know, I feel like, gosh, how how much of this do we want to get into all of it? (laughs) Um, it, yeah, (laughs) I'll make a long journey of a story short. I, you know, I feel like I was always very responsible as you both know through high school and through college. Um, I had a serious relationship in college and a year afterwards and from about 23, 24 to about 34, Um, I feel like I really maximized life to the fullest and I don't regret it for a single second, but I traveled a lot. I worked really hard, but I, I certainly had my dancing shoes on for a good portion of those years. Let's say, we'll put it that way. Uh, And, um, I just, life slowed down a lot. You know, I just, I had a really, uh, massive social circle, which I feel very blessed and lucky to have, you know, people from different groups. And then of course the whole like international living in Paris thing. Um, when I moved back, I had 2019, it was one year of, uh, being back in Austin after that experience. And I remember thinking to myself, like I, I started feeling like I was forcing myself to go to concerts on a Tuesday night because that's what people were doing, but I didn't really care about who was playing or, you know, I, I just found myself being like, actually, I'm really content with um, staying at home or playing with my nephew. And 
that's made me feel more like an adult, but it, it in turn has made me a lot more calm, a lot more self-centered. I don't feel spread thin in many different directions. So it's, it's been really positive, really. I like that. Wait, Joe, I'm curious. Do you feel like an adult? Because oh, God, no. to me, I mean, but it's interesting because to me, like you're the one who's married with children. I know. And it, it's like by the, by most technical definitions, I, I, I suppose I, I will, I am willing to admit that I'm sure I am viewed as an adult and I'm sure my kids view me as an adult and they're friends, obviously, sure. you know what I mean? You know, like I, I, I get that, like I've got a beard and sort of a bassy voice. So like, I, I am positive that I'm viewed as an adult from anyone smaller or with a higher voice than me. But man, like when I look at myself in the mirror, like I still see the like 17 year old kid that wore like crazy colorful shiny shirts for like attention which is so not an adult thing but i i, I you guess still see yourself as that person though i kind of do man like it's really weird because <laughs> there, there there are days when i definitely feel like I, i'm an adult when like i handle shit that i don't want to have to handle like when things go wrong and i'm like all right like, we can push through this or like if you know if the kids are having a bad day and i put aside everything else to make sure i'm tending to them those are all adult things but yes. deep deep down like i still kind of feel like i'm a teenager sometimes it's weird but do you think that's part of being an adult like to me Every adult sort of holds on to this like bastion of youth, right? And they're like, when I picture myself, I do not picture this person who's, you know, looks the way I look now or whatever. It's like, oh, I am this youthful, energetic young person who's still, yeah. who loves life and, you know, feels this way or that way about things. I think that's a normal part of existing. Hmm. I mean, I'll tell you what makes me feel like an adult. I mean, this just happened. This happened Friday and I'm still hurting because of it. I was, y'all, I, I threw my back out. I've had bad back for years, literally almost a decade. I threw my back out. Want to know how, guys? Yes, I do. Want to know how I, as a 35-year-old man, 35, threw my back out, putting away the dishes. There was, yeah. a, there was a song on that I liked and I was kind of jamming as I was putting dishes away because I don't know how anybody puts dishes away without music. That's, it. That's another adult thing. I'm trying to enjoy putting away the dishes. That's, I'm trying to make the most moment I can. Out of, anyways, I'm dancing a little bit. I, I, I lift my knee up, kind of give like a half like shimmy with a, with a one leg shimmy and I feel it pop and I go, oh my God, oh my God. I just, I just do my back out standing in my kitchen. So, I mean, I'm definitely an adult by that definition. I'm old. Uh, is it? Is that an adult or is that just being old? Both. Also, welcome everybody. John Rowe is back and he's got sound now. So we're Woo-hoo. way to go, Johnny. To have him with us. But no, that's a great question. And I don't know the difference. So, so let's now that John is here, uh, what I want to do, and John, we're going to each list one at a time. We're going to go five to one. John's idea before we started here was have us all think for the last few days what are the top five things that you either need to have or a personality trait or an action you've taken? Top five things that are required to be an adult or that make you an adult or, you, you know, whatever. Top five adulting things. So, John, if you don't mind, man, just to start us off, what's your, what's your number five required to be an adult? Ooh. Well, I came up with an anagram, so I want to start with that if that's okay. I think it's an I think it's an anagram, but adult a d u l t awareness of dollars, utility, language, and time. Woo, I think, baby. Wow, wow. I, I I think when I started the idea of like a top five, like I had like pay your own bills. But there are adults that don't pay their own bills. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and there's no age to adults. So I think 
the underlying thing, and I hate to start with this, is awareness. I think an adult is an aware. And so I think anyways, it's a perfect thing to start on. Yeah, I, no, I love self awareness is huge, huge, and that's that's why like I'm having trouble struggling with this whole adult thing because like I am self aware, <laughs> but I still I put myself in such a younger mindset a lot of the time. But I think it's more because I want that. But anyways, we we don't need to go to E. What would your number five be? Um. So yeah, I thought about this. I'm kind of with y'all. Like it's not particular things because everybody's journey to adulthood is sort of individualized and on their own path and. I sort of thought about it abstractly as much as anything. So all I could really come up with are like moments in my life that like made me feel more adult than I had before. And like the first one is probably the earliest one I remember is like just not having to tell anybody like what you're doing or why you're doing it. Mm. You know what I mean? Just like that freedom of independence of action, just being like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And there's nobody who's be like, what are you doing? Hmm. That's such a good one. Try having a wife and kids that constantly ask you, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Try having a friend who has autonomy tattooed to his side. Oh, is that Vance? Does Vance have autonomy on his maybe, brain? Maybe he does. Maybe, maybe you have one for he li- Yeah, Ash, he literally does. This kid, I love that guy That's so amazing. much. All right, Ash, what is your number five adulty requiredness? I, I'm not going to put number orders on them, but I fair, came up with five fair. things. And some, some of mine are more concrete and some are more abstract. We'll start with an abstract one. Um, I was thinking about selflessness when I think is when you're a young person, you sort of have to be self-absorbed because Mm -hmm. you're figuring life out. You don't, you don't know, you know, everything. So it's constantly about what you need to figure out. And I think once you kind of have some of those things under your belt, it opens your world up, hopefully to be a little more selfless and, um, you know, put, put others in front, whether it's like an elderly parent or helping out with, friends, kids, or, you know, what, whatever it may be, but just that concept of selflessness. No, that's a great concept. I forget. I'm never, for some reason during these episodes, I can never remember what comedian I heard the joke from. So I'm sorry for whoever I'm stealing this from, but they said something like no kid has ever walked up and like started to interrupt you and then go, Oh, I'm so sorry. You you go on doing what you're doing. I'll I'll wait for you. It's, it's that type of an idea because they should be self-absorbed as a child. You should be because you're still figuring yourself out. That's a, that's a really good one. All right. What's a concrete one. Hit me with a more concrete one. Me, what I, this one will always stick out in my mind. I remember on my 25th birthday, I was living in my own apartment for the first time. I had roommates up till that point. And I thought I need a nice vacuum. Like I need a vacuum that is going to properly clean this place. And I don't really want to spend the money on it. So that's what I asked for, for my 25th birthday present. And my parents bought it for me and I was really stoked about it. And I thought, wow, I'm an adult that I, that's what I wanted for my 25th birthday. Dude, uh, Sarah, my wife and I just bought a, a Dyson like cordless, super lightweight thing. And yeah. I, I ran, I went up and down the stairs vacuum and I was like, oh my God, this is so nice. Like this is, I got so... one of those now. It's Dude, legit. They're legit. They're amazing. Like I, I know they're expensive or whatever, but what you save in, in dragging it around and having to plug it in in each different room and like that, that's an adult. You can when take you it to your car excited. without plugging yeah. it in. Like, yeah. oh, it's, it's great. My voice just raised. That was a natural. That was a very real. Yeah. The vacuum's awesome. And that's, I don't have that on my top five, but that's goddamn real right there is when you are trying to make the most out of putting the dishes away or trying to enjoy vacuuming as much as possible is realizing that you do have responsibility and then just trying to make it as good as you can. Also, I would argue it's uh, my number five, I suppose, is accepting uh, your parents, your siblings, and even yourself for being flawed and imperfect. 
uh, that was something that I really struggled with. I, I remember my brother uh, has been on the show a couple of times. I was like 23 and he was like 21 and we were like pretty drunk. And, and, and I said something and he snapped and he goes, you know, mom and dad aren't perfect, right? And I was like 23, 24. And I was just like, oh shit. I've never really like admitted that out loud. Like, no, you're right. They're definitely not like that. Like that's that, such that, a good one. That was a moment in my life, like early twenties when I'm like, yeah, I certainly wasn't adult yet, but like that was getting my way on the line of like, oh man, like that you're right. They're totally not. And then by proxy, I'm not. And everybody else I know is not. So like not having anger at that and accepting that with peace is I think an important one. And then the next one I have number four is having a plan for the future. Mm talking 10 years, 15 years down the line. And I fucking don't. So like I, by my own <laughs> definitions, I'm not an adult here, but like, but the, it's, I think that would be required to, to consider yourself a true adult is at least having a plan. Even if you deviate it for 10, 15, 20 years down the line, what a illustrious five year plan. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, do you guys even have one of those? Well, I think it was again, and my idea, you are at least aware you should have a plan. And you are also aware you don't have a plan. So <laughs> that is why I think you're an adult. Thanks, perfect. Like a, a child would go, wow, I need a plan. I don't need a plan. There, yeah. there, no, then they would say, there's a stick. <laughs> I should take that stick and go hit the tree with it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't, and forget all about the plan. I might push back against this idea, actually. I don't know that you necessarily Ooh. need a plan, but you need – the capacity to function appropriately in whatever comes your way. Mm, okay. At least admitting that your decisions now will affect the future. Yeah, Understanding, understanding that- the concept of the future as it relates to you and what you're doing now and where you want to be. I think that is different to me than like having an actual plan for the future. So, so one of my God, original so much smarter than me, bro. One of my <laughs> so, original- much, so much better said than I did. One of my original top fives that I sent to Joe, it was actually my number five was enjoy your day to day. I think an adult that's great has the yeah. ability to enjoy their day to day. You know, whatever like it. what if you got the day off, play some video games. If you got to go to work, enjoy your coworkers. You know, but just mm-hmm. try your best to enjoy your day to day. Man, that that that's would a great discredit. quote. Like, it's not what happens to you, but it's how you handle it. Something yes. to that effect. Yeah, how you, you react know. or whatever. How you're right. Yeah, something like that. But that's that's a great point because I mean, we all have responsibility. Maybe that's kind of what I'm what I'm realizing is it's a lot of these are centered around responsibility. <laughs> like, you have to get a nice vacuum or you have to get a good dishwasher. You know, all that kind of stuff. Like that. That's interesting. All right. Well, so that's, okay. Next that's down the, the line, awareness, what do you got? Right? <laughs> well, you're, oh, we're going to make a make t-shirt a this, John's, well, We're hey, going to have adult you? t-shirts I can't wait Everybody be on the lookout Did you we're want to wear a polo? <laughs> Jesus Christ Alright, E, what do you got next, bro? Uh, number four, John touched on it in his anagram But it's it's finance It's just like being financially yeah. independent and responsible And just understanding that like that's a burden on other people if you're not doing it yourself and what you do affects yourself and others. And you kind of have to pay attention to that. And then constantly worrying about it, honestly, (laughs) Jesus, that's something. Yeah. Yeah. How often do y'all worry about the future? Like, even if it's just tomorrow, like how much of your day is spent? Like, Oh God, what's happening? You know what I mean? Like, cause I'll admit a good portion of my day is like kind of freaking out. (laughs) I just left my sister's house and we were talking about, like I, I'm a renter right now. And she was like, Ash, I really, I know that 
you know, this, the market in Austin is insane, but, you know, an investment property is the best way to, you know, spend money for you in the future and you can sell, you know, but it's like, it stresses me out. Like, I don't really want to be responsible for a house by myself right now. Dude. E is shaking Dude. his head. The Austin market is insane. I really like where I live and I don't really want to have to put down $500,000 and still live in a shithole. So, <laughs> yeah. but that stresses me the F out because she's right. I mean, I obviously throwing away money on rent month after month, that's never going to come back to me. I get that that's not a, you know, very intelligent financial decision. I'm not saying it's going to be that way forever, but just the, just like, thinking about having to how in the world we'll get around that is yeah it's very stressful dude we we own our home here and we just had a guy out today to try and install some shit on the windows and he goes oh your windows are busted and i was like what does that mean he goes you're gonna need to get new windows and i was like fuck <laughs> homeownership man homeownership i don't want to deal with that kind of I stuff i hate this so stuff. much i don't oh. new windows that ain't cheap or time consuming like that is awful everything about it is awful but yeah i, I like where your head's at there though because it's it's that old Mitch Hedberg bit. He's like, I don't want to go to a, a Home Depot. He's like, I rent. I can go to Apartment Depot. It's just a bunch of people walking around going, I've got to fix <laughs> shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> just the, the light bulb on my balcony went out yesterday. And I could change that easily. But I have a maintenance person who has the exact yep. correct light bulb on staff. I literally mm-hmm. called him. He came one hour later, changed it for me. Yeah. They've, they have dozens of those sitting in a, in a closet somewhere. They, that's they have what dozens of for. light bulbs, yeah. dozens of air filters. They've got everything. And that's, that's what you mean. get for not getting your investment money back is you get to not change a light bulb. Like, yes. That's part of the deal. Yeah. You get Steve. You, you call I don't Steve. have to call pest control. I, you oh, know, God, I'm just not lawn. there yet. That's so. something that that's something that as a child, had you asked me, what's an adult like, like mowing the lawn and enjoying like that kind of stuff. Like in just in my head, like old school dads and their, their, you know, white Voigt shoes. They loved that. They enjoyed that. I don't at all, unless I'm just fucked up, but that's all a separate thing. I don't enjoy that at all. Like mowing the lawn or like trimming the hedges or edging. Does anybody actually enjoy that? Well, Hank Hill does. does. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? Yes, Hank Hill or Ashley had like that that generation. I think they did, and I fucking don't. Well, Joe, it sounds like Tim never made you mow the lawn. It's just a hey, you have to do this thing. I don't. I think I mowed the lawn like twenty times ever. Like I really don't remember doing it much. You know what I mean? Like I I don't remember that being like pushed upon us. Really? Mm -hmm. Did you guys? Did you guys mow your lawns? Like you're you know growing up? Did you? Was that a like a chore? Sometimes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. On the on the on the north side of town, the grass grows a little taller. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to get out there, man. Uh, I like it. But uh, so my my but yeah. No. My only but I also concrete. think that. Well, hold on, time. I also think if you actually have a riding lawnmower, I think you might actually enjoy mowing the lawn. And I do think a lot of fathers. Use that time as time away <laughs> for their kids, as productive time for the family, but they are also not having to watch the kids because they're mowing the lawn and they're listening to their music while they're mowing mm-hmm. the lawn and they're not having to watch the kids. I, I'll give you that. I, I, I think that happens. I bought an electric lawnmower on purpose because it's quiet and I can put in headphones and listen to music and like actually hear the majority of it, which is really nice. Or even podcasts, like you can actually understand. So like that has, that has upped the ante a little bit, but I still don't like it. So my, my only concrete example, I think, is 
having lived, even if it's just a week, even if it's just a vacation, but spent a significant amount of time not in your hometown. And I don't mean like if, if you're in a small town in West Texas, you went to a different small town in West Texas, or like you went from Austin to Denver because it's the same fucking city. I mean, you spent at least a week or significant amount of time in somewhere that is not like your hometown. I think that is required to be at least considered an adult because if you don't as have- a travel experience, you mean? As sure. As a travel experience, okay. or just, just, just being aware that where you live or where you're from is not normal necessarily. There is mm. so many different versions of quote unquote normal. Like, cause I, I feel like all you guys have, have traveled actually, obviously sure. but e and John, you guys have gone overseas even I want to well, say. And I would, I would disagree that that's a qualification for an, an adult. I think there's a lot of grandmothers and great grandmothers out there who are still alive, who are adults but just weren't given the opportunity to travel. So I, I don't think being able to travel outside your bubble is a qualification for being an adult. I think it, it helps part. enhance you. I, I think it enhances you as an individual, but I don't think it's a qualification for being an adult. I, I would say there's a certain level of adulthood that requires an understanding that the 20 miles around where you live is not the totality of the human experience. And I sort of think that's what Joe is getting at, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, may, I, I guess it could be achievable without having spent a week in, in, you know, like, you know, if you're from South Dakota and you go to North Dakota, not the same. If you're from Texas, you go to Oklahoma, fucking, you know what I mean? But if you're from New York, and you go to like South Florida, that is a totally different way of life. I'm not saying you have to go overseas, but if you haven't ever at least explored somewhere that isn't exactly like your hometown, I, I think you are missing out on a, on a large slice of life and just the, the awareness to go back to the A in adult, John. I, I don't think you can be aware of the the totality of the human experience if you're not at least somewhat able to move around. But But that's your opinion. Somebody might think, Somebody might think everything good in life is growing this crop and all I want to do all day is grow this thing and I want to fish in that lake and I don't really give a shit about Cheyenne. You know, you're like, a child. Let's take all those World War II vets who went off to Germany and fought for the war, came home, and they didn't want to travel outside the domain. They'd already seen the world. They came home. Oh, yeah. And then they, they saw the world. Yeah. But you – all right. You got me. All right. <laughs> I still, <laughs> I, I, I think still what Eric think. was kind of maybe going to touch on, which I would say is like, maybe we put an age bracket around this concept because like people, especially with the internet and Instagram and everything, you can kind of explore without having, and some people may not have the means to travel, you know, I mean, that takes money too, but Conversely, like you said, I mean, I'm sure there's tons of people that grew up in Bel Air, Beverly Hills, and just, you know, that's their whole world. And they don't feel like yeah. they the need to step out of that either. Um, but I do think that there is, a, I get what you're saying, that there is some kind of social responsibility to understand different ways of life, especially with the access of just what you can find out without having to leave your house, um, whether no, it be the point. internet or what have you. No, that that's a really good point. I mean, even just Google Earth, like you can just that and I mean, just exploring around. Maybe <laughs> yeah. it's that. Maybe it's not even just physically leaving your house, but the idea that you're aware of other types. Yeah, of I was gonna sing the Reading Rainbow theme song, so it's pretty much the same thing. 
<laughs> oh man, can you please do it? What is I mean, it? I can go anywhere. Anywhere. Just take a look. Take a look. In a book. In a book. Reading. In a book. Reading. Oh, perfect. I really, that really <laughs> oh, made my man. whole night. This, That's this was all yeah, worth it just to hear so Eric glad. sing that song. <laughs> I, I have always enjoyed your voice, man. Do you remember back in the day we sang an impromptu uh, song for like a, either a boys or girls basketball game? We sang the national anthem because whoever they had scheduled didn't show up. So like you, me, and Vance just jumped out on the court. We're like, ah, we got it. It was like a playoff game. Or yeah. Something, as I recall. But yeah, no, I have always been. I mean, y'all were in choir. You know. Not this year. Yeah. yeah. I, I would Not, say that. He was, wasn't, but his voice is buttery smooth. I would, I would say that would be being an adult. Y'all took on responsibility. <laughs> well That's right. Sailed it. Well played. Nailed it. Oh, man. I love it. All right. So, E, how many you got? Like two, three left? What yeah, I'm going to skip one of them. I'm going to say, going back to sort of what Ashley was talking about earlier, um, accepting soul responsibility for my emotional well-being and then actually working at it. Ooh. Like that is. Work, I don't want to work at it, bro. That's the thing make that me work. makes you the adult more than anything is being like, E, we're so single. Fuck, I got to work on this. You two. Yeah. You two always are. But that is brilliant, dude. Taking responsibility for your own emo because like circumstances can happen to anybody that are outside of your control. I mean, lightning strikes. That is a real thing. And there's plenty of other examples. But that one just being how you react. I mean, actually, just like you said earlier, like how you choose to react to things is and I don't choose that well much. I don't think that's true. I go. Oh, I go red real fast, Ash. I can see that. I, I think the long arc of your choices are probably fine, Joe. Maybe the immediate choices right. are a little bit juvenile. Impulsive. <laughs> quite juvenile. Quite ju- I bought a punching bag on purpose because I was, I was sick of breaking things. I was like, I don't have enough disposable shit. I need to buy something that's permanent that I can hit when I'm mad because, wow. How do you guys handle that kind of, when something happens that you could go fuck how do you guys choose to handle it? What, what do you do to, to you know, Zen yourself out. Hot baths. Hey, yeah, John is a hot honestly, bath that, connoisseur, and he he seems to uh, kill it. I am not afraid to deny it. I like to listen to my favorite podcasts. I like to just, and it's one of the good things about being an adult and being aware of my surroundings and understand that there may be a day where I have kids and I don't have as much free time. So when I do have free time, I like to just take a spa day, as I call it, and just take a really, really hot bath where like, uh, well, basically I just fill up the shower, run, well, fill up the bathtub, run the shower. This is my favorite podcast. Chill out, just listen to it. And then I take a nice That's little a nap. Day. So that is what I like to do for myself. That's awesome. Is that, e, are you a bath question? Guy? I don't picture you. No, it's a great. Honestly, that's a great answer. E, what, what do you do? What, what's your go-to if, you, if you're having stress? You know, I don't. I will say I'm not that stressed out very often. I know that may come as a real shock I to love people, it. but stunning, bro. Stunning. Um, in general, I would say I maybe this is a function of living by myself. But like, if I'm really having like stress, I will just talk to myself and be like, "All right, let's just talk through this with yourself. Mm. Figure it out." move yeah. on and then like the quicker you process That's it healthy. the better it is honestly and i do that and i watch a movie and i feel better no, that's that's healthy. You actually face the dilemma head on. Like that's honestly like really good. Ash, do same you have thing. I, I'm ideas that around with your brothers. 
or bounce ideas around with your friends? No, yeah, I do. I do have people who I definitely lean on emotionally. Who I'm like, hey, can I talk to you about this and sort of see where I'm I'm leaning or landing? And you, know, you need people like that in your life. So that's a good point, John. That's there are people who need to fill that role. Goodbye. Yeah, I I talk to my mom and my sister and really my dad and brother in law. We have a family chat, but my mom and my sister probably to an almost unhealthy degree. There, there is never a moment where they don't know what's going on, all three of us in, in our lives. Um, so usually if there's a point of frustration, they, they either see it coming or they're going to get a phone call from me pretty quick. So, But that's beautiful. That's, it's but honestly, it's great. That's- I mean, I'm so lucky for that. And they, you know, we always, sometimes we, it pumps us up and gets us all a little bit more stressed than we should be, depending on whatever the topic is. But um, usually we're always there to help support, talk through it. And yeah. I like baths too. (laughs) (laughs) That's an old school thing, man. Like we've been communal as a species since forever. And lately, I mean, the last however many generations we've started to spread, but the fact that text threads and stuff have brought us back together because like we're all on a text thread. Like I'm in multiple different text threads with E and John and Ash with you now with you about to, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're all, we can be together without necessarily being physically close we can still be mentally close which is really nice because i think it's i think it's good not necessarily sharing your stress to just put it on somebody else but to work through it together is a, is a good thing it's a healthy thing i think no totally and i i really i've told my sister i mean i've told you guys about stuff you know over the last year that we've been doing this and i i love having the male perspective because that's not always available to me so it's very appreciated <laughs> Right back at you, man. Thank you for being the <laughs> main female voice of the show for real. <laughs> Although, I mean, you and E agree on everything anyway, so I guess it's all the same. But you know, yeah. what I mean. all right. So my you know my more or less last thing, um, well, I guess kind of two last things. One would be even if you choose to continue to believe it, because you, you choose to believe whatever you want to believe, if you haven't at least attempt to turn whatever beliefs you were raised with. Mm-hmm turn that back on itself and really dissect it. Even if you dissect it and go, all right, I like it. And you keep it cool. Or we dissect it and go, all right, this is shit done. As long as you've done that, as long as you're not just blindly accepting political, religious, philosophical, I mean, even just sports teams, whatever it is that you were raised to believe, even if it's Bigfoot, I don't care. If you haven't actually picked it apart down to a small level, to a minute level to then make it your own, I I think you are still, a, a, in a sense, a child in, in that, like, because we, we've all learned, I mean, if you have, if you're listening to this with kids, you shouldn't be, but if you are, mute this, we all learned that the Easter bunny isn't real. If we all took our parents' word for it, we'd all still believe in that, which would make us all children. And on the same thing with any political, philosophical, religious, you know, all that nonsense. I, I, I think you have to at least take a moment to dissect. E, disagree. No, I just, I, once again, I, I love when this podcast compares Jesus to the Easter Buddy, just abstractly. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, man. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I know what my, you're saying, yeah. Yeah, my, my kids, right? I got to look around because they might be awake. My kids right now genuinely believe that all that shit's real. And, and of course they should, obviously. But I don't want them to be 22 thinking that shit's still real. And, you know, just swap out the Easter Bunny with anything. Well, I don't care. As, Republican, as, Democrat, pick what you want. As what I think, I think of myself as an adult. And I don't think it's worth your time to go through it front to back, back to front. Just pick out the good points. So... You don't got to think about your religion and then be like, oh, all these things are the good things I believed. Now let me tear them all down. Just go, okay, these are the good things. Are we the bad one things? 
Uh, you know, let's leave those out. Like you're wasting time going back to front. Just just take the good ones and go. That's fair, but but you're still you are at least still choosing what you want to acknowledge. Sure, you, your idea of it as an adult is that they have to, but adults also don't have to believe in religion, right? No, but like I think Aristotle was like, what is it? The unexamined life is not worth living, right? So like, yep, that's more or less what 100%. we're talking about, right? That's the idea. If you haven't at least looked at it at face value, and John, like you said, pick the good parts, drop the bad parts. If you haven't done that, I don't know what you're doing. And I don't know if take you know a what little I mean. like, inventory of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Taking stock of your own beliefs. Mm -hmm. I just, whatever they I are. I just think that I just think every faith in the world is going to tear itself down if they try to overanalyze it. So I wouldn't I wouldn't tell anybody to just think about it from like all the way. Damn. Why not? I, I get what you're saying. I think it's, I think maybe the point is like whatever you were taught or whatever you were, you know, brought up believing, just taking a look at it as an adult at whatever age that is and saying, does this still hold true for me? Can I still get behind yes. this? Can I still, can I still vouch for this and, you know, process it with my adult mind and still say, okay, yeah, this is, this is where I stand. Yeah, and it's totally cool if you look at it and go, yep, I love it. Move on. Cool. Right. That's fine. But if you haven't at least done that, in my opinion, could be wrong. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, I, I, I don't think you – I think you're doing yourself a disservice if you haven't at least taken a moment to go like, all right, what is all this really? Why do I believe this? Was I just taught this so I bought it and moved along? Or is there something good to it? And if you think there's something good, keep it. That's fine. Just doesn't matter. But just to have taken stock I think is, is required. Well, and I feel like that's the part of being an adult is to take take stock and go, yeah, that is a good thing. So I'm going to bring that into my repertoire. Yeah, I just say absolutely. like you know this. You know, I think that is what is being an adult. It's kind of totally research. Agree. Yeah, no, absolutely. Before right. I forget uh, on yeah. what the one that E said, which tied into very similar what I I had written down specifically uh, vulnerability, and it kind of goes into what you're saying about being you know the emotional thing. But that Brene Brown shit. really allow. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But being able to actually, you know, actually ask for help when you need it. And we just kind of oh, touched on God. it with the stress thing too. You know, you don't have to have it all together. And again, like I said, when you're younger, you tend to be a little bit more self-absorbed because that, you know, your life is about getting it set up for hopefully success. Um, but then I think the flip side of that is that you also try to kind of act like you have it all together, even though you don't, because yeah. you're figuring it out one step at a time. So being adult and being able to be like, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing in this scenario. And I, I, you know, lean on somebody else, let somebody else be there for you. Um, I think that's a, an adult quality. Dude, that's a, God, that's a great point. E, e, I feel like I just cut you off. No, I just say like, it, that kind of leads into like the one final thing I had, which is essentially like a lot of being an adult is just deciding to be an adult. Right. And just, yes. and so there's yes. this um, commencement yes. speech by David Foster Wallace called at the Kenyon college called this is water. And this is literally a quote I keep in my phone and he's talking about the freedom to choose what you think about. Right. It's not like, Yes, they taught you how to think, but what they really gave you is the ability to choose how you perceive the world around you. And so mm -hmm. let's see if I can actually read this. But it says, but of course, there are all different kinds of freedom and the kind that is most precious. You will not hear much talked about in the great outside world of winning and achieving and displaying. The really important kind of freedom involves attention and awareness and discipline and effort and being able to truly care about other people and to sacrifice, sacrifice for them 
over and over in myriad petty little unsexy ways every day. Dude, who's that again? It's David Foster Love Wallace. That. David mm-hmm. Foster Wallace. That's and so like deep, when I uh, think about being an adult, like that's sort of like if I can do that on a consistent basis, I'm probably doing all right. Yeah, man. What was the line about um, not like not commanding attention about stuff? I think that's like huge too. Yeah, it says the really um, important kind of freedom involves attention and awareness and discipline and efforts, right? And being able to care about other people and to sacrifice for them over and over in myriad petty little unsexy ways. So that mm-hmm. that all that stuff we talked about, right? Like the sacrifice, the idea yeah. of like just trying on things and working, like it's all in there. So yeah. I love that. And it really, it, that ties in with vulnerability because if you've never been vulnerable with someone, you'll never know if you can trust that person, you know, who, whoever that person may be, if you haven't truly bared your soul and then seen how they reacted to that, did they take it and squash it or did they take it and help nurture it? You don't really know a person until you've opened up. And I admit, I don't open up well, <laughs> which is weird. Cause like, I'll, I'll talk on this shit all day long and give you my stupid ass opinions. But like, if we're sitting face to face and like, I, I really have an issue asking for help is not something I do well. It's just not, it's not, it's not my go to. And it needs to become that. I think, I think as it, all of us as, as humans, we need to be more comfortable just asking for help. Like nobody has it together. And maybe, maybe that's part of growing up too and becoming adults, realizing other adults don't know what they're doing either. Mm-hmm. Like we're, right. we're all mm-hmm. making this up. Mm-hmm. It's wild. No, it's just I, pretty no, weird. That's, that's BS. That's the reason why I made all my friends. <laughs> like I literally have made all my friends in my life just so I could ask you guys for help. Have you yeah. ever figured that yeah. out it's, yet? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I can't figure out how to do a YouTube channel, so I just asked you, Joe. <laughs> oh man i love it i, mean, I, I think i, I have i, I had one more i've got thing. one more thing yeah hit me john you go all right i just wanted to read one thing from this guy um i guess he was famous because they call him the first but uh first corinthians thirteen eleven. when i was a child i talked like a child i thought like a child i reasoned like a child when I became a man, I put away child. I put childhood behind me. Yeah, I like. In that. some ways, I you know, once again, you don't got to believe in the Bible, you don't got to believe in religion, but I do think there are teachings within things, and uh, I feel like that's 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 where we're at right now. We've put childhood behind us. We've we understand that, and now it's just on us to uh, you know be ourselves, be individuals, be good individuals. Hopefully. Try to be. Try. Ash, what else oh. you got on your list? Have you hit all five yet? What else you got? I had one left. Um, just some kind of level of career success, whatever that is, in any kind of measure. I, you know, for my instance, I'll never forget when I was like 28 before I moved to Paris. I was in a role, and they we had we needed just extra hands, so we hired like three college interns. And I definitely didn't feel as adultish at 27 or 28, but having these little college interns working for me and reporting to me and looking up to me every day, asking what they were supposed to be doing with their eight hours, that that'll make you feel like an adult real quick. 
Dude, I was telling E this before we got on the air. Uh, literally last night, I was at a, at a work happy hour because bars and stuff are open here now and we can finally get back to being normal. We were at a work happy hour and about 7.30, 8 o'clock, we've all been drinking for a couple hours. And we're all like, all right, because most of us are all old. We're like, all right, I guess we're going to go. And the 26-year-old kid, the, the new hire, he's a good kid. He was like, yeah, so so you guys sure you don't want to hang out? And we're like, what do you mean? He goes, oh, I'm, I'm killing time. I'm meeting friends at 10 o'clock. I was like, yes, meeting oh. friends at 10 o'clock. Are you, I'm right. in bed. I'm it's Tuesday, bro. Like that's it. And that's a different thing. Time. I mean, I don't even necessarily want to call it time management because I'm not good at time management, but like the idea that the party starts at 10 is just so foreign to me. That is just, it seems so young to me. I, I just, I can't get behind well, it anymore. I, Hang, old. I, experiencing I hangovers. That, That'll make you feel like an adult. That too. I have that. On my anagram of uh, adult is time is my last one. They understand their yeah, time. Dude. They have they have young livers. Okay, they realize yeah. they get four hours of sleep and go right back out there and work their job. And they're they're being dude. young adults, but they are adults. I was in South Dakota, and at least in Pierre, South Dakota, and in Redfield, South Dakota, this is a very popular drink. It's called a Chuck Norris. It's yes. A- it's a Chuck Norris energy drink. I don't even know necessarily if that's the brand or the, it, anyways, it's that. Shoot, and I'm thinking vodka. of Apple Jacks. Sorry. I'm thinking of Apple totally Jacks. Anyways, Sorry. it's a, it's a, it's a stimulant Red Bull style drink and vodka and then maybe something else. But it's one of the, I had three of those on a Friday night. I still felt like shit. And I mean shit on Tuesday. Yeah. I was going to work on Tuesday. I was like, man, I'm hung over. And one of my coworkers was like, what do you mean? Like, did you go out last night? I was like, no, no, no. I went out on Friday. It's been five days. I am still. It's a real. That is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They get worse and worse. It is worse and worse. Like you can't. You thought, oh, you know, 32, 33. No, it just gets worse. It falls off. Super hangovers. Yeah. The idea of. It's not worth it. And then it makes me drink so much less because I'm like, it's just so not worth it. Yeah, it really, it, 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 that is something I'm realizing that you were like, it, it, as soon as I take any shot, I'm spending two or three days in advance that time now. Yeah. Like, yes, I might have a little bit more fun now, but I'm going to have a lot less fun for days. <laughs> it, it is just, it the the, ugh, the return policy is just getting worse <laughs> and worse. All right, here's my last one. And, and I'm expecting pushback because this one is, this one's me. And I know that, but I'm going to say it. You have to have purposefully chosen to do an experience knowing you were going to face death, either skydiving, running with the bulls, taking so many drugs you think you might have actually died, any of those things, any of those things. If you haven't faced the possibility of death, in my opinion, you have not fully grown up. I know you guys are going to disagree. Do you? Okay, here's my response to this. This is my initial thought was I get where you're going because doing something like that gives you experience that makes you a better adult, but actually willingly doing stuff like that is very childish. It's very childish. How weird. That's a great point. That is a great point, but it's I still feel that there is something required, even if it's just joining the army, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter what any of these things are, anything where, you know, doing it, there's a chance that I really might end here. I think you need at least one of those experiences in your life. E, so, your face says, I, I, well, yeah, go. Yeah. You're full of shit on this one, but like, <laughs> aren't you really talking about like, just 
more or less facing your own mortality in a certain way than you are like actually inviting the end because it feels like what you're talking about is trying to cheat death or get closer to death without actually dying. And that's different to me than like sort of grasping the concept that the things I do could actually kill me. Or is he just talking about the things that has changed his life, and so that's what he thinks yeah, would like, change others' lives? It wouldn't surprise me, Joe, if this was the way you had to be like, oh, this is how I understand my mortality, and that like I will die one day. Yep. Whereas like yep. maybe, maybe, just maybe, that's not how I need to do it. Yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> totally agree that I would never tell anybody that that is required for you to be an adult. But I'm going to tell opinion, you on my list, I think it is. On my- I'm going to tell you on my list as an adult, you should take care of yourself, which does not involve uh, joining the military or uh, doing as many drugs that make you think you might die. But I, I would, I would <laughs> or say have, al- adult, or have already died. That's fine. It's up to you. Yeah, to, maybe to poison. But as an adult, you should take care of yourself. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I mean, not even just hygiene, but like just mentally, simple. Let's uh, yeah, go for yeah, simple yeah. ones. Yeah, brush your teeth, well, take a shower. My sister, but... my sister no, no, no. has been way more like now that they've had a kid. She's like stuff that I used to not think twice about. I think twice about all the time now. Just Dude. any kind of remotely reckless driving. Yeah. Um, she's like, I wish. She's nope. like, I thought about skydiving before, but now I'll never do it because Ever. I just can't oh, ever thought of leaving my kid motherless. I would um, never do it again. Ever. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Same same thing. Even like just at this happy hour last night, I had two drinks and it came time for like the third round. I was like, no, I'm I'm all set. Like because I yeah. had like, like I kind of don't want to get a DUI not... and have to go through that yeah. or or worse, you know. Or way yeah. worse. Or yeah. good God, way worse. And like, you know, I, I I trust that I could probably do it, but why are we rolling the dice? I right. I have become so risk adverse. Yeah. Well, especially just, in a know, world where we have Lyft and Uber, we could actually be responsible adults. I go to bars yeah. all the time and see people bringing their kids mm. like to bars. That's well, a South if Dakota you go to Pine House Pizza crazy. on South Amar, but, well, I don't think it's yeah. a South Dakota thing. It's like a restaurant. I think it's a pop culture yeah, thing. Yeah, pizza's different. Like people pizza's use their dogs. I think people bring – well, all right. Well, who knows? Uh, I guess if any listeners could give us some feedback if yeah, they yeah. ever brought their kid to a bar – you know, let's, hey, while uh, we're at it, now that we're 45 minutes in, it, guys, check out our, our – I don't even check our Twitter page, so I apologize to Maureen. <laughs> uh, e, your mom has messaged us on more than one occasion, and I haven't checked it for like weeks, so I kind of forget. But we have an Instagram now. Uh, everything is – Eric, Eric, Eric. I'll Eric, put it in the link, you, guys. I'll put it in the link. Don't worry You password to Ashley. God damn it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know. Do we, that? We, live, I, I got to take this over. Live on air decision. You want to take over? Did you tell Maureen about the yeah. Viking funerals? I yes, oh, I, I, I got it. I got a text about it that it was maybe we should, her funeral is in May now because of the Viking funeral rule. Well, hey. it's, well, okay. So as we, adults, we'll I need to I need to ask you this one question. Like a <laughs> We're not doing a Viking funeral. Moving forward, when's okay. the last time you guys made a new friend <laughs> as an adult? What were you doing? How did you meet them? When's the last time? What's your most recent adult friend? Ash, I've got a guess of who yours is. So if you don't mind starting, it, it, any chance? It, is it Carissa? Yeah, we we talked about that a lot. Um, I more recently than her because she's oh. been in my life for like seven now, seven years now. But um, 
was two girls that I met in Paris completely randomly. I was at a local bar having a drink actually on Valentine's day with friends. And uh, they came with someone else that I had met like once or twice before. And we just hit it off and they're like two of my best girlfriends ever. And um, I'm going, hopefully going to Paris in July here and we'll be seeing them and staying with one of them. And yeah, so uh, really random, but and I actually was talking to my mom about this the other day. Cause I was like, gosh, if this, it feels very, very special and, and sacred to me in a way, because I was thinking like, if I, they're both born and raised Parisians. If I was a girl living here in Austin, like I am, and I'm from Austin and a girl moved here from like Tokyo or somewhere that I have zero affinity to really, and I became that close of friends with her, you know, while she lived here and then she moved back to Tokyo um, and we maintained this close friendship. I was like, wow, that really kind of puts it in yeah. the reverse for me. So yeah, they mean the world to me. And uh, that was a cool experience, but what, I get what you're, it doesn't happen often for sure. Yeah. I mean, well, I think that was a point, unique scenario. At what point did you know, like, all right, I'm actually going to be friends with these people. Cause like I've made acquaintances and shit at bars, but like nothing that lasts. How did you, A, how did you know? And B, when did you know? Like, you know what I mean? Like, when did that corner? When did so they, are, they're both friends. They're, the two girls have known each other since they were in like eighth grade. So they're lifelong friends. And one of them is a lot more extroverted than the other one. And the more introverted one, like the next week or 10 days later, had invited me to her birthday. And the extroverted one told me, oh my gosh, she never... Like she would never do that if she didn't really That's like awesome. it. Wow. That's awesome. And I felt very honored. And yeah. I just, I could tell that that wasn't, that they're just not, they weren't used to like bringing in outsiders. This wasn't a regular thing. And that's a very Parisian culture thing. I think we talked about that in my episode. People in France don't do the whole, like meet you at a bar, chat you up just to chat you up and and may or may not call you like if they spend time to talk to you or get to know you a little bit it's it, it, there's intention behind it but it just it, it just organically you know kept uh growing she invited me to her birthday and then i invited them to something else and we started to really connect over conversation on several things faith was a huge part of our first conversations just kind of wow. came out um our beliefs on god and um that really bonded us in a lot of ways. And um, yeah. And, you know, three years later, one of them has come and visited me in Austin. And, you know, I usually, I mean, I spend all my time with them when I go back. So very, very blessed to have that have happened by happenstance. That is so cool. I, I doubt many people have that experience, to be honest. I like E, when's the last time you made a new friend? Yeah, I it's funny you brought this up because I remember I was talking about this with my sister-in-law and my mom probably like a couple months ago or something like that. And I was like, man, I've probably made like two friends in like a decade. <laughs> like it just yeah. doesn't happen. And right. I, I wonder if part of that is just growing up in circumstances where like we were so close and we spent so much time together that like, you know, it's never going to be the same and you sort of measure things up against that. And it's really not fair to do so. You know what Dude, I mean? So not fair. And I know what you mean. That absolutely. To expect that any relationship be as close as, I mean, I mean, Ash, the fact that when you first hopped on your episode, I mean, almost a year ago now, like it just clicked right back to like, we were 17 again. Like 
I can't expect totally. to find that in other, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's not a fair bar to measure, but I totally do the same thing, dude. I haven't made a new friend minus people. My wife has introduced me to, mm-hmm. or f- my kids, friends, parents. Yeah. I haven't made a new friend, swear to God in five years, like no, no exaggeration. Haven't made a single new friend that wasn't by proxy of somebody else. Cause I just, and I don't want to be offensive to anyone else out there who's dying to be my friend because of this podcast, but <laughs> I do as, as an adult now, I do feel kind of maxed out. Like I've, I, I I've hit my friend limit, you yes. know, yes. like that happened, I think because, you know, living in Paris was a very extreme sort of amazing circumstance, but in my day to day Light. And like we've talked about many times with COVID, just really finding out who does still reach out, who really shares your core values. You know, I pared down a friend friend group quite a bit and um, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so Honestly. I'm not actively trying to expand this friend circle. I'll tell you I that. No, the, We're not taking new applications. <laughs> <laughs> we are at staff capacity. Thank you. But, but you're not like... I don't think that's that crazy. I'm pretty sure we're all that way. And that's probably why if you do strike up a conversation with somebody, you both know in the back of your mind, like, this is fun. But in 20 minutes, I'm going to forget you forever. Like, this is probably the last. Do you think this is part of being an adult? Yes, I do. I I do want to. I was genuinely angry that way. Yes. Well, hold on. Time out. Time out. Because I do want to interject. Because I do think (laughs) I'm the oddball out of the four of us that actually does make a friend. I, and I think I, I, I am the, and I, I think totally I am the oddball who, well, you are ultra, talk and, and, and text, you know. You are so ultra it's like extrovert. There, you are just, as extroverted. There are individuals out there who who are, they're, they're yeah. There so are times where I'm like, theory. man, damn it, John. In theory, you're at a bar this coming Friday, and you meet somebody and you start talking to them. Yeah. What would it take for you to be like, oh, I want to be this guy's friend okay. or girl? I don't care. What, what, what would it take for you to really like flip that switch of like, I'm going to pursue a real friendship or relationship with this person? No, no, no. It can't be a real one. <laughs> nah, nah, <I> <laughs> <laughs> Only nah. What the fuck did we just do? What the fuck? How did we nah. get here? <laughs> Where does that for example, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so if they were actually to become my friend, if they yeah. were interesting, if they actually talked to me about things I was also interested in, but also, uh, they, I think, and it, you have to acknowledge the points I am making, and I hopefully will also acknowledge the points that they are making, whether we are talking about sports or literature or anything. Uh, hopefully, there's a dialogue a dialogue going back and forth. It's not one direction or the other direction. Not the way where I just try to pass Some off your last comment. Meaningful conversation. <laughs> meaningful conversation is kind of what is the crux here. Well, it, I mean, once again, if you just have like a hall pass to be my friend for the night, no, it doesn't take that much. But if you're going to be like a good long-term friend, <laughs> Uh, not even meaningful if you can, for the night. Uh, yeah. Just just be a face <laughs> in the crowd. Yeah. I do have a lot of friends. And I think character and and a willingness to accept responsibility. Uh, How are, did you are, know that in the like if I meet you at a bar, <laughs> there's nothing responsible going on. The fact that you're at the bar, we both admit we are here running away from responsibility. That's the only reason I'm in. I'm the not bar. sure it's Joe and I would be friends if I was like, I Joe. need Joe to accept responsibility for things. <laughs> e, are you kidding? Right? Or, or, oh my right? god. <laughs> <laughs> e, 
E, if we met at a bar this weekend and we had never gotten to know Holy each other, we would shit. never be friends. We would, you would be like, this guy's fucking insane. And be like, this guy's way too straight laced. Like, there's no 100%. way we would ever hang. But then we would tell, we would laugh <laughs> but, at the inappropriate thing at the same time. And we'd be like, ah, well, maybe. Oh, shit. Oh, no, this is actually no, something both- I thought about is that, like, I feel like senses of humor and what you find funny is actually, like, insanely important to building friendship. So true. Dude, I so I just snapped at a semi friend, more of a, a an acquaintance or whatever the other day because they because they and this is such an old old theory that I can't believe is still around. Somebody I'm not going to name them. They're like, "Yeah, I just don't I don't have a lot of girlfriends because they're just not that funny." And I was like, "That's cuz you're an asshole." I was like, "If My you don't understand." Yeah, dude, I was just like, "I have so many funny female friends i mean actually obviously you are one of them but i have so many friends that are females that are funny as fuck you just have to know how to play each person differently john's sense of humor and eric's sense of humor are not the same they are both men it doesn't mean totally shit if you don't know how to play along with somebody that's your fault not theirs i believe because some of the funniest people i know are women like sarah my wife has made me laugh in ways that like it's it doesn't matter point is sense of humor is Thank huge you, to a friendship Thank i, I, I he nailed yeah. that it, it yeah, no, hundred percent. Like if if you can't make me laugh, I probably don't want to hang out with you because that's, that's kind of all friendship. Doing. Understand. You know what I mean? Like, but if yeah. somebody's not if somebody's not funny, you don't you know, and they just screwed up. You don't tell them a joke. You know, you mm. analyze it. So that once again, that's your that's your. I idea. don't have any. But do you I like don't... having friends that laugh at all your jokes, but they're not necessarily making you laugh? I appreciate. I appreciate. Like I appreciate a good laugh. <laughs> Like no, it's kind of like a warning. Question, it, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a warning system, but more than anything, I want a friend who tells me the truth. Like I think mm-hmm. I think it's hard enough to to be told the truth. It's hard to tell your friends the truth. But um, one thing I always say is critiques are not always criticism. And mm-hmm. one things I want out of a friend is for them to be able to tell me. So you know, if I'm out on the you know, a night on the town and uh, I'm getting a little crazy. And all of a sudden one of my friends goes, yo, John chill. Mm-hmm. I can trust them and realize, okay, cool. Yeah. No, nah, I'm getting out of hand. They got me. Absolutely. You know, and maybe that's me being aware I'm drunk, but you know, uh, but that's me trusting my friends. And uh, is that what D in adult stands for drunk? <laughs> Just kidding. No, uh, dollar, Ash, that's a no, really no, no, no. I really like that question actually. Like I, I have to I have to focus on this because that's a, I've not been asked that before or even thought about that concept. If mm-hmm. if the jokes are mostly one way, I'm okay. If it's like nine out of ten of the jokes are coming out of me and they're not making me laugh at all, I I don't I a I don't have any friends like that because I probably won't hang out with you long enough to get to know that you're you never make me laugh. But like I think I require a little bit back and forth i i really do would e same I, yeah I'm the same i think button. that's 100 right and this actually i've i wonder if this rings true with all of you and your siblings but like is your sibling's sense of humor specifically designed to make you laugh because i have Ooh. found that like Ooh. nobody makes me laugh harder than nick and it's the Bro. dumbest shit and it's only only i'm gonna find it funny but it's yes. made yeah. for only me, you're going to find right? it as, and I think yeah. friends do that, right? <laughs> yeah. Like I think your friends know you like 15 years. Yeah. Like, Oh, this is, this yeah. will work for Joe or this will work 
for yeah. it. And not even yeah. necessarily inside jokes, but like you know that if you say a thing at like a group, of th- like six or seven people aren't going to find this funny, but I know that like E and Vance are going to fall the fuck out. Like that's the, yes. but, specifically with, with, with siblings. I mean, you guys were watching my kids grow up and I mean, for them, what's funny is literally just saying poop. Like the, if either one of them just looks <laughs> at the other one, you could almost see it coming. Like they get a look on their face like, oh, neither one of us has said poop in a while. I'm going to lean over and just say it. And they both fall apart. But that will eventually evolve. I mean, it's still evolve. funny to me, to be honest. It kind of is. Is, dude. Yeah, so <laughs> poop is never not funny. It's so funny. I was, uh, so I was a little sorry. I was playing my three year old niece and we were like mouthing words to each other, like we were having a conversation, but we weren't saying anything. And she gets really close to my face. She holds my face and she just goes, You're a stinky booty butt. I would laugh. <laughs> I would fall apart. That's incredible. And I was like, God, I love this kid so much. <laughs> so much that's amazing that's, cause, yeah because if you grow up with somebody you I mean most of your time is spent sitting next to each other in cars or, or you know brushing your teeth together just making the other one laugh is, is kind yes. of what you do. like at the core of humanity making the other person laugh has kind of been what we've been doing i'm guessing since forever I mean, it's a Kate very rewarding remember. sensation i mean it's yes it's so re- and my sister and i just this week two things happened one i was over there and she had like a pair of very specific leggings on and she was like what does this remind you of? And I was like, the scene where Diane Keaton and um, her daughter are dancing in Father of the Bride. And like, she gave me zero <laughs> yeah. whatsoever, but yep. I knew exactly what she was talking about. That's and then amazing. last night, that's or the amazing. Night before, I was like, a little shop of horrors. But <laughs> yeah, I saw yeah, something I and I, I sent her a voice message and she said that she was laughing so hard and like her husband was already asleep. She was like, Philip is telling me we got to stop because I, I can't, I'm on a roll now and I can't I, stop laughing. Awesome. It's just, I've been there. Yeah. Sarah has told me the same thing. Late night text me with, you know, any one of our friend groups is just like, oh my God, this is so good. And she's like, babe, it is late. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, that's my bad. But like, that's, that's the beauty of a friendship. And, and don't get me wrong. Honesty is, is required. I would want that to be, I want you to be honest, but in my opinion, more important is funny. I want you to entertain me and I want to then entertain you back. And I, I, that's, that's, what's just fun to me as far as it. I feel like our Oscar rundown text was pretty lit. And I was really, oh, I was really laughing through that, that. Good, and with all the dumb memes and all the back and forth. That was so good. That, um, yeah. So maybe. All right. So that I, is, I, I feel like is we that have being the ability an adult? now with technology to basically be kids back in kindergarten where we're like texting each other, but we, you know, we still do our homework. Like we still have the ability to just like hang out with our friends. Cause I mean, we got a pretty good thread going between us guys. You know, it's like, I feel like often every single day which, we're passing. Which this. one? We have a, we have a soccer <laughs> thread with that guy I've never met. We've got this thread with the four shout of us preparing for the show. We got the shout out to Andrew. Love that guy. And check it's out his podcast. What's his podcast name again? Him. John, but for cinema, our millions right? of listeners, it's called Stamper cinema. cinema. Check it out. John's on there a lot too, but uh, yeah, y'all I, I'm, I'm literally getting a, a, a notice from Squadcast. We have one minute left to wrap this up because I, I only bought the temporary thing. So I wasn't sure how much we'd like. Okay. So um, for as much as I, I need to say it more, and we all need to say it more. Thank you for listening. Uh, there was a, a recent spike in, in listeners. So I, if I don't know you and you're listening to this, I genuinely, I love you. I can't believe hey, we have two minutes, power. right? We have two minutes, right? Just said one minute, dog. Literally two seconds ago. I, 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 I. Let, final points. Go, 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 go. Adults, go. You just used 15 seconds to do that. I love anybody listening. Thank you for listening. I'm not kidding. Take I naps. Really appreciate Take it. naps on your days off. That's actually a good call. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 If we can all say all day, one thing day. as an adult is you need to take a nap. 
Yeah. If you have important. the opportunity to take a nap, take that opportunity. Take it. Dishes can wait, especially because you're going to throw your back out if you're me. So take a nap, everybody. Thanks.